and the Bible says that we ought to worship Him in the beauty of holiness. And there's just something about that when you, you're worshiping Him for who He is because the Lord is holy. God is holy. And He said for you to be holy as He is holy. And you, you can't, I've been in places where it was, you know, uh, just an ecstatic break out of praise. And that's, even that's different than worship. That, uh, that worship deals with the eternal. That praise deals with this, what's going on, the, you know, the things that are happening right now in front of us. We praise him for his mighty acts, the things that we see happening. But, but worship is, that's it, forever. It says they cease not to cry that. They're right, right now, they're flying back around that throne. Right now. Holy, holy, holy. And so we just join in with them. Could we just join in with them one more time? Lift your hands and your voice one more time. Holy is the Lord, worthy to be praised, worthy to be lifted up. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Oh, we thank you. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless you in this house today. We praise him. Give him a hand clap and a shout in this house this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate our choir and our music today. Let's give our musicians and choir a hand. Our singers today, thankful for them, for what they do for us. appreciate them so much for blessing us like they do. God's good to us. I want to say again, thank you to all of our visitors that are here with us and uh, thankful for uh, people being in the house of the Lord today. We love the Lord appreciate him for all that he does and all that he's going to do. There's an expectation, the Bible says, that our expectation should be in the Lord. And an expectation is, I'm waiting for something that I hadn't got here yet. Have you give up, or are you still waiting for something that hadn't got here yet? Don't give up. God is faithful, who is promised. That's what the scripture says. God is faithful who has promised. And so my expectation is in the Lord. When I pray, I expect an answer because God will come through. Today I want to preach. I, I think, well, I started to say I might be a little, I may not be as long as I usually am, which I don't think I'm ever very long, but I better not say that because then I might make myself out to tell a story. Because I might end up, something might happen and I go a little longer than I thought. But, but I feel like I'll be just straight to the point and there'll be nothing very hard to understand. But something I feel like uh, the Lord laid on my heart while I was reading a couple of weeks ago. Sitting in my office and ran across some familiar scripture. But just thought, man, I said I feel like uh, I'll, I'll preach that again soon. and um, So here we go. 
Isaiah 54 and 17. Most of you can probably quote the opening line. Isaiah 54 and 17. Man, what a blessing this scripture is. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. I think I'll start over and tell you again. Hey, church, I'm going to preface it a little bit like this. Hey, people I pastor, church, saints of God, visitors, anybody under the sound of my voice, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And I simply want to preach for a few moments on this thought, no weapon, no weapon. Would you pray for the message today? Pray for me. Lord, we thank you. Oh, what a promise. And God, I know today that more than ever before we need to latch hold onto these promises and trust you now more than ever before. Lord, anoint these lips of clay and Lord, give me words to feed your people. Lord, I know that we need this. Let it find good ground in our heart that we might walk victorious in this world and be ready for the one to come. We ask it in Jesus' name and everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap and a shout of victory in this house. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah, if you've ever prayed this scripture, come on somebody, if you've ever believed this scripture, you ought to have a shout unto God. You ought to have a voice of triumph. Because I've faced some things, I've had some things come against me, but no weapon that is formed against me is going to prosper. Hallelujah, you can be seated. Thank you, Jesus, you're so wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you, I know that today uh, there's trouble on every hand. Job 14 and 1, the scripture lets us know and gives us a partial view, but it is a true view, but it's not the only view of life in this earth. Man or woman that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. The psalmist said in Psalm 88 and 3, For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. There absolutely will be no shortage of trouble in this life. For the trial of your faith is more precious than gold that perishes. One place he told us to think it not strange, the fiery trial. In other words, trouble's going to come, but trouble, as they say, don't last always. I don't want my view of life shaped by trouble. Come on now. Hey, I'll be some amens because I, I know I see people posting stuff like that on Facebook all the time. You're not who you, what you did. 
Your past don't define you. Well, I don't want my life and my view of this life shaped by all the trouble in the world or the trouble that I'm going through personally. What I want is my view to be shaped by is my faith in God. I want to reassure myself. The Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. I want to encourage myself today as I preach to you so that you can encourage yourself in the days to come that no matter what's going on in my life, I've got a God that is on my side. Listen, you can give in, you can give up, or you can get through. Yeah, you can give in, you can give up, or you can get through. I'm going to be the kind that's getting through. When I walk through the waters, it won't overflow me. When I walk through the fire, I'm not going to be burned. We just got through singing about it. But let me tell you, that ain't just a song, that's scripture. God's going to be with you in the fire. And he's going to be with you in the flood. He's going to be with you in the famine. He's going to be with you in the wilderness. He's going to be with you in the dark place. God's going to always be there. Let me tell you, no weapon formed. Tell your neighbor, don't give up, get through. Because you can get through with God. With everything that... We face. I read scriptures like Isaiah 54 and 17, and I am reminded that the promises of God are greater than any problems that I may have. The promise is always greater than the problem. And so he said, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Now, something that we say is that it didn't, we always say, Well, the weapon won't be formed, or it doesn't mean it won't be formed, it just won't prosper. It also doesn't mean that it won't hit you. Because, hey, they can make all the weapons they don't if they just don't swing them. But they are going to swing them. And they're going to hit you. And it's going to hurt. But it ain't going to prosper. It might knock you backwards. But it ain't going to prosper. You see, the enemy of your soul does not care so much if you're hurt or if you're sick, he cares if you're going to trust God or not. Because you can trust God while you're sick, and you can trust God while you're hurt, and you can still go to heaven with heartache, and you can still go to heaven with, with illness in your body. Come on. What he wants to make sure of, the only way he, he sees any prosper in this is that he gets you out of the Lamb's book of life. The only way he prospers in this or, or has any benefit in this is if he stops you from walking with the Lord. But Jesus said, he told us that I'm everything that you need. Without me, you can do nothing. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. And right here, the prophet is telling us that the Lord said, no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. He might hit you. He might swing it. He might fight, but it won't prosper. He's not going to get any benefit out of what he does because all it's going to do is turn around to be a testimony. That you hit me, but I kept going. That when I fell, I got back up. Oh, you thought you had me, but I got away. You locked me up, but I escaped. Come on, somebody. You didn't stop me from praising because I remember that the word said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I might have a bloody lip, but I still got a praise in my mouth. 
No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Listen, I know that we live in a world today where trouble comes in all forms and shapes and sizes. And we might think, man, surely nothing like this has ever happened. But it has. There is no new uh, weapon. Uh, there's no uh, new secret technology that this world has or that the enemy has that has slipped past the Lord. The Bible says if we're not ignorant of his devices, you can surely bet that the Lord, uh, and don't nobody be offended, I don't, I don't believe in betting, but uh, it's just a figure of speech, so don't nobody knock me out for that, okay? Uh, uh, but you can sure believe that God is not ignorant of any of his devices and nothing has slipped past him. But when you commit the keeping of your soul unto him, uh, let me tell you, you can trust him with your soul. You can trust him with your life. You can trust him with your walk. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And it's not all, you know, we, we think of weapons, and, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You're not going to, you know, walk out of here today and some kind of enemy is going to run up to you with a sword and try to smite you. Because if you're using a sword, you've got to say smite. <laughs> or a javelin or a spear or, a, you know, not even a sling and stones. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are uh, mighty through God. And, and we fight uh, against spiritual things and wickedness in high places. And there are things that, that come against us to, to maybe not even affect uh, our, our physical flesh, but they, they attack our soul, they attack our, our emotions, they attack our mind and our heart. And, and they try to discourage us and get us to walk away. And, and so you got to remember that there, there are lies that the enemy will, will let come forth. And there are, are rumors that the enemy will let come forth. And there are accusations. The Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren. He'll, he'll, he'll take things and he'll, he'll get in there and whisper to you and, and try to make you feel like nobody likes you and nobody wants you and, and all these kind of things just to stop you from serving God. He said, oh, he, he's trying to break my heart. He don't care if your heart's broke. He wants you to stop praising God. He wants you to stop serving the Lord. He wants you to stop walking in the church and lifting your hands and your voice. He wants you to stop preaching. He wants you to stop playing or singing. He wants you to stop teaching. He, he don't care about, uh, oh, man, I was going down the road and, man, the, the devil flipped my car. Because he wants your insurance rate to go up what? He don't care about that. But if it gets in your mind, well, if, hey, you know what? God wouldn't have let your car flip if he really loved you. That's a weapon. Well, I guess God don't really love me. And you think that sounds silly, but that's the way people will start thinking. Because tragedy came. And well, if God really loved me, then I would have tragedy. There ain't no scripture for that. So you're living out of the book if you're living like that. Well, you've heard me preaching. Come on, my church. You've heard this preached many times. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. But I have seen him sick. And I have seen him attacked. And I have seen him hurt. And I have seen him brokenhearted. I've seen him in all kinds of situations. But I have never seen him forsaken. I can say I've seen him stretched from one end to the other. But I've never seen him forsaken. 
I've seen him in some horrible places. David said, I found myself in some miry clay and in a horrible pit. I've been in some pretty tough spots, but I've never been without the Lord. Paul and Silas with blood stripes on their back. They was in prison and locked up, but they wasn't without the power of the Lord. And when they begin to lift their voice and sing, come on, somebody. Don't you think that when they got locked up in that jail, it wasn't so much the stripes that could have hurt them. It was their own mind that could have hurt them. We're just trying to do what God said. And how did I end up here? I'm just trying to be a faithful servant. Why did I deserve to get beat and locked up? But instead of of turning inside and, and getting all emotional and trying to analyze it themselves, they started praying and singing praise. And the power of God began to move. Uh, hey, come on, there was an earthquake that shook the foundations and the chains fell off and the doors flew open. And in just a few hours, they was baptizing the jailer and his family in the name of Jesus. And they was having church and having revival and they were still going on. The enemy didn't care about the stripes on their back. I want them to stop preaching. I don't want Paul to write no letters. I don't, I don't want no, no, no inspiration from this man. He's deadly to my kingdom. The enemy wants to stop you from serving God. He worried about your hair falling out. He worried about you stumping your toe. He's worried about you opening your mouth and praising God. He's worried about you leading somebody to an altar to pray. He's worried about you baptizing somebody in Jesus' name or preaching a message that will stir thousands. He does not want you to start a revival. But no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. It's going to be formed and it's going to be used, but it won't prosper. When you trust God, you can believe he's going to take care of it all. In Psalm 119 and 28, the psalmist made a statement here. And I gave you the wrong scripture, I guess. Because that don't look like what I thought I had. Well, in Psalm 119, there's another scripture that says... Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. In other words, Lord, whatever you say about what's happening, I trust you. I esteem all your precepts, all your thoughts concerning all things to be right. And I hate every false way. In other words, I I don't want to get in my own head And try to figure this out. I just want to trust you when the weapon comes. Because no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Whatever you say. If I have to go through it God. Then I'll go through it. Because I trust whatever you say to be right. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. What situation it is. There is never a situation where I need to feel like give me the reins. Let me do There is a way that seems right to a man, the scripture says, but those ways end up in death. I don't want to take the reins from Jesus. I don't want to try to, to push past him and say, I got this, Lord, because my soul might depend on it. But I want to trust God and remember that if there's a weapon being, being cast at me or slung at me, I need him 
so it don't prosper. When I trust in him, it won't matter. Everything that God has to say about what's going on, that's what matters. It's right. No matter what it is, no matter what I think about it, no matter my opinion, whatever is going on, God's right about it. I trust him. Jesus is the authority on every subject. And that's why if you trust him, no weapon formed shall prosper. In Nahum 1 and 7, the scripture says that the Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. But then he says, and he knoweth them that trust him. Do you trust him? Do you trust the Lord because God's good? He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. The name of the Lord's a strong tower the righteous run into and they're safe. We're going to have problems. We're going to have situations. But the promise is always greater than the problem. The Lord is good. Whenever you've got trouble, run to him. Whenever you've got trouble, go to him. That's why it won't prosper if you trust him. The Lord knows them that trust him. Somebody needs to know today, quit trying to figure a way out on your own and just give it to God and trust him. Because you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to damage yourself. You're going to talk yourself out of serving God if you don't let him handle it. But if you'll give it to God, he's going to always remind you, I'm what you need. He's going to always remind you, hey, don't be afraid. Don't give up. Don't, don't give in. Don't quit because I'm on your side. You remember the story of, of Jairus and his daughter that was sick and dying. When she was sick, he went to Jesus. And when she died, he stuck with Jesus. Some of us are okay with going to Jesus. But when the things go from bad to worse, we don't stick with Jesus. But when he was walking to his house with the answer for healing, and he got news that it was worse, immediately the Lord said, don't be afraid, only believe. Because even if it got worse, I can still handle it. Even if it's more than you thought, you, if you were so sure that this was what was going to happen, Jesus is going to walk in my house, he's going to heal my daughter, she's going to be fine. Now she's dead. This is a lot worse than when I got there. This is a lot worse than when I first prayed about it. It's okay, I can still handle it. So he reminded him, I, I don't want you to bail out. Because if you bail out, I'm going to bail out. I have a good mind to think that little girl probably woke up and said, hey, Why'd y'all bring me back? I was in a better place. Don't give up. Oh, that weapon of grief and fear. When he heard those words, your daughter's dead. And then they said, don't trouble the master anymore. Your problem's so bad that even Jesus can't fix it. I've always read that and thought, because they said, don't trouble the master any further. I was like, well, if he's the master, it ain't no trouble at all. Why, why would it be a trouble to him? But you see what, the, what, what tried to happen there? 
Stop right here and don't get any miracle. Stop right here and don't get any answer. Just let it die. Don't just let it die. I'll say it again. You can give in, you can give up, or you can get through. Jesus knows when it gets worse, he can still handle it. He ain't never going to slip up to you in the middle of the night and say, Hey, I guess we're just going to have to quit this one because I can't handle this. This is too hard for me. I don't have an answer for you. He won't never do that. He's got the answer for you today. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Jesus has got what you need today. In the book of Micah 7, 7 and 8, he said, Therefore I will look unto the Lord. Who are you looking at for your answers today? I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Just plain and simple. I've got expectation in God. I trust the Lord. I'm always trusting. And then he says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. You will never face a problem that doesn't have a promise to cancel it out. Fall, arise. Darkness, light. So don't start throwing a party yet. You might have hit me and you might even knock me down. But when I fall, I shall arise. Sometimes we fall. That's a problem. But the promise is always greater than the problem. God will take care of you. When I fall, I shall arise. In Psalms 37 and 23, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. God loves the way that he's bringing you because he knows it's going to be for your betterment, for your benefit. But he said, Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. You might fall walking with God, but you can always get back up if you'll hang on to his hand. Did you ever hold your kid walking and hold that hand? They fall while you were holding them because you drug them a couple of feet before you realized. Oh. But you didn't let you know you didn't let go. Or if they didn't, have, he was always reaching that. Come on, the Lord's like I ordered this path. I I set this road, and I'm delighted at what I've picked out for you. Oh, you're going to trip. <laughs> you're going to slip up. You're going to fall. I'm right here. I'm right here. Because I don't want to see you destroyed. He said he's not utterly cast down. In other words, whatever made you fall is not going to prosper. Because the promise. So every time you fall, so when I fall, I shall arise. If I fall, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to keep going because God is delighted in me walking for him. You know what makes God happy? To see people get up and keep going. God is, we, we got it that, well, God's just done with me because I fail. He's not done with you because you fail. He don't want you to quit. Don't give up. Don't surrender. Don't lay here and do nothing. Don't just crawl in the grave and die. Get up and keep going. Keep serving God. If you think he didn't call us knowing that we had issues, 
Man, even his 12 disciples, he said, you know, I chose all 12 of you and one of you is a devil. He did. And, you know, he chose us and sometimes we mean as the devil, but, you know, you think he never knew the things that Peter would do? He told him before he ever did it. Peter, I know that you are sincere in what you're saying, but here's what's going to happen. On your way to Pentecost, you're going to deny me three times. I gave you the keys knowing you would do that. Because you won't be utterly cast down. I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. Oh, you're going to be sifted. But you'll survive. You're going to be tested. But you're going to get through it. You're going to be hit. But you're going to make it. Because no weapon formed shall prosper. Oh, there's something to be said about having confidence in the Lord. And who you trust today. So I want to make sure today that I am with him. So the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I hope I'm being a good man. God delights in my way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the hand of the Lord holds or the Lord upholds him with his hand. Jesus said something in John chapter 10 that I thought was great. Verse 27. Talking about sheep. Sheep trust, trust their shepherd. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. You remember he said, I know them that trust me. And I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father which gave them to me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my hand. I and my father are one. In case anybody got confused there for a minute. No man. No situation. No weapon. Can pluck you out of his hand. Now you might step out of his hand. He said, sheep are apt to do that because I'll have to leave the 99 every once in a while and go find that one that wandered off. But nobody's going to pluck them out of my hand. The promise is always greater than the problem. Whatever's trying to get you, there's a word that is greater. There's, there's a, a, a word from the Lord that is greater than any problem. There's a promise that will always trump your problem and get you through. So no matter how real things may seem, no matter what stage this situation is in, the promise is still greater than the problem. And no weapon form is going to prosper. Honey, you can come to the music. I told you I wouldn't be long today. But I feel like somebody's going to come into this altar and get a breakthrough today. So you can stand with me. I'm going to read this. As we get ready to close. In Psalm 121. The psalmist here says. I will lift up my eyes. Unto the hills from whence cometh my help. What you got to remember is that there's help. He didn't say I'm searching for help 
He knew he had help, but he knew where to look for it. I will lift up mine eyes into the hill from whence cometh my help. And then he says, my help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. You see, he knows where his help's coming from. And he's looking right for him. Not trying to find him. Not one. I know that I've got a God. I know that greater is he that's in me. I know that I've got a promise that's greater than any problem. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon the right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. And he shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth even forevermore. God has all intentions of you making it. He has provided everything you need to make it. He's provided what you need to stay strong. He's provided what you need to get up. He's provided what you need to leap over a wall or run through a troop. He's provided what you need if you're sick. I'm the healer of all your diseases. The promise is greater than the problem. I'm all kind of things. He just covered with anything when he said, all things work together for good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. He just covered all the bases right there. He said, it doesn't matter what you face, what comes against you, what's happening. It all works for good for you because you belong to me and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But my, we surrender so easily. And we shouldn't. And we don't have to. We give, we give our, ourselves too much rope. You know, the Bible says, give them so, so much rope, they'll hang themselves. Well, that's what we do sometimes. We just, we, we get so caught up in our flesh and trusting ourselves and trying to figure a way out that we, we make it worse. Just give it to Him. Just give it to Him. You're going to make it. I know that you've been hit. I know that you've been hurt. I know that it's real. And I know that it's went from bad to worse. But you know what? God's still God. And the promise is still there. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Let's find a place to pray in this altar today. Whatever you're going through today, come and encourage yourself in the Lord with this promise. Lord, you know what's fighting me. You know what's battling me. But... I'm not going to let it stop me from serving you. I'm not going to let it stop me from doing what you called me to do. Come on. I'm not going to let my own mind talk me out of the blessings that you've got for me. I'm not going to let nobody else talk me out of the blessings that you've got for me. No weapon form is going to prosper. I'm going to make it.
you're close to somebody, why don't you take them by the hand and tell them, say, we're not going to give up. We're going to get through. We're not going to give up. We're going to get through. No weapon. In the name of Jesus. That's not just for a select few. Come on. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against you. You're going to come out victorious. In the name of Jesus. Won't you lift that hand to heaven? Let's pray together right now. Jesus, we're in this thing together. Lord, we're serving you, God. We are workers together with you. We are soldiers in your army. And Lord, we know there's going to be weapons, God. We know there's going to be trials and tests. There's going to be situations. But today, we encourage ourselves by your word. Lord, we encourage one another by the promise of your word that no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. Lord, today give us strength. Lord, let us remember. Let us cling to the word of God. We'll walk upright before you, Lord, and serve you, God, in this day. Bless us and keep us. Watch over us, God, and keep us, Lord, in the fear of you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give us that victory in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap and a shout. Hallelujah. It's not the end. You're not done. Sometimes you feel like, well, I'm going down for the last time. But man, I'm thankful that the Lord's right there to grab a hold of us. Remember, the promise is greater than your problem. You make that mistake, there's a promise. Confess your faults, and he's faithful to forgive. That, that covers it. He knows when you mean it. He knows when you want to be right. And so just, hey, God, I'm sorry. God will forgive you. The enemy's trying to attack you and tear you down. You just tell him, ah, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hit me with your best shot. I'm going to keep moving forward. I might fall, but I shall arise. Jesus said, you can't pluck them out of my hand. If I fall, I fall in his hand. Because that's where I'm at. I'm staying in his hand. Praise God. You're going to make it. You're going to make it in Jesus' name. God bless you. Hey, remember prayer tomorrow night at 7. Hope to see you here. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. God bless you today. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.